This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation is live, your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Tuesday, August 18th, wherever and however you're connected, Great to have you with us once again. I'm Spencer Linton, teamed up with the man who isn't quite sure what to call this show, or maybe he is, Jerem Jordan. Oh, I know what the show's called. Uh, you know who doesn't? Uh, Eric Mateos. Or it, it's close. This was close enough. This is what he uh, told the media yesterday. I mentioned this, I think, the very first time I ever got here on uh, whatever the the Sports Nation show is that there's there's moments where Whatever, hey, the that, Sports Nation that, show. Listen, that works, Eric. That's fine. Close uh, enough. Internally, it's called Sports Nation. There's another show called Sports Nation, which we basically took it from that. ESPN Sports Nation. Did you know that we asked ESPN if it was okay if we used this name? And they said, no, you can't. And No, they said yes. Um, so here we are. But good for Eric Mateos to you know, acknowledge uh, the homies. We, ha- we had your back first. We got you. Yeah, the the uh, whatever uh, Sports Nation, right? <laughs> he was doing his best. <laughs> no, well. It's all good. all good. All good. It's all good. We love Eric. Here is today's BYU Sports Nation show lineup. Hey, Kyle did you Van hear? Noor calls it Brigham Sports Nation. Did you hear a first time matchup for BYU and Army reported for September nineteenth? We'll talk with the guy who broke the news last night, Sal Inter Donato. Does BYU already have the best game on the twenty twenty schedule? Or is it yet to be announced? Another fun topic. Plus, the best to 89 is still technically creating his legacy in Provo. Golf champion Alicia May Mateo joins us. And a top five Tuesday featuring non-Utah BYU rivals. Here are today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. BYU will play at Army on September 19th, according to Sal Intradonato, as mentioned, of the Times-Herald record in New York. J.J. of the Deseret News confirmed the report and added that Army would return the game to Provo in the future. More reaction coming up in What's Trending. BYU football opening week three of fall camp with yesterday's practice. Following Monday's team activities, junior wide receiver Gunnar Romney spoke about why he carries such high expectations for this team. It's, it's going to be fun this year. We have a lot of dudes that, that are, have shown that they can do a lot of big things at this level. And so it's, it's just a, we're taking another step this year, so I'm really excited for it. Hopefully that means eight-plus wins, if there are that many games. Uh, I, I don't think we're going eight-plus. Should we go win percentage this year? It'll be win percentage. Should we go by win percentage? Okay. Jerem Jordan will go one-on-one with uh, the man you just heard from, Gunnar Romney and BYU Sports Nation All Access on tomorrow's show. The NCAA says it's looking into a delay for men's basketball season, duh, if needed, and will release something by mid-September. The season is scheduled for November 10th. I'll be shocked if men's hoop starts November 10th. Former BYU basketball star TJ Haas working off the bench and leading his team with 17 points on 7-for-8 shooting in just his second professional game in Poland. Trefel Sopot has one more preseason game before the regular season starts on August 29th. If you haven't seen TJ lately, he's got a full ginger beard rocking. Papa Zizio going for 17 mm-hmm. in Poland, man. <laughs> Papa Zizio. Yes. I love TJ. All right. All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. 
You're talking about it, and so are we. It's what's trending on BYU Sports Nation. BYU and Army, Jerem, reportedly playing on September 19th, this 12 days after BYU is scheduled to play Navy to open up the season on Monday Night Football on ESPN. So just 12 days between the two Service Academy games. What is and what was your reaction to BYU playing Army on September 19th? Yeah, excited. It's another game. This is a, a quality opponent, obviously. Uh, Military Academy, always great to play them. First ever matchup. I'm, I'm somewhat surprised that BYU and Army have never played up to this point. It's two independents. Feels like Tom Homo typically goes, hey, who's Indy? Let's play you. And if they're new Indy, hey, let's play you. Let's hook you up and ease you into this. Uh, you know, be, be a buddy, be a, a, a ministering independent, if you will. Uh, Army went five and eight last year, kind of had a down year, but the previous two years, 21 and five. So that makes 26 wins the last three years. You know how many BYU has the last three years? 18. So Army, although they didn't play as tough schedules at BYU, don't get me wrong. Um, they've, they've been pretty good recently. Jeff Monken's changed things there. They have a new starting quarterback in Jabari Lewis, who made five starts last year, 6.4 yards per carry, by the way, impressive 80% passer. Granted, he's not throwing much, but, uh, had a late. Season injury, they bring back some uh, quality on the defense. So I think this is a winnable game for BYU. I think Navy is a tougher game, but I like that Army's on the schedule. Let's get Air Force on there as well if possible. I don't think it's possible, but that would be fun. BYU's going to defend an 80% passer. He's throwing five passes a game. Yeah, well, just limit him <laughs> to uh, you know four, uh, two incompletions, and you're good. Now, Army has put together a nice little run over the last three years, as you pointed out, and BYU may have just hopped into the role of being the next biggest game outside of the annual Army-Navy game. I would argue Air Force is the second biggest game. Yeah, yeah I, don't, I mean, it depends on, on who you ask. But in terms of just a name opponent, oh. Army was supposed to host Oklahoma. Right. So now BYU steps in a la Notre Dame was to Navy. Now BYU steps in for Oklahoma, probably to Army. And uh, the Cougars are going to have to be ready to play because guess what? Army typically plays very well in games against name-brand opponents, which brings us to our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Two seasons ago, in 2018, Army played number 5 Oklahoma in Norman to a 28-21 barn burner. Last year, it was 24-21 against number 7 Michigan. That's impressive Barn burners are typically higher scoring than that, but I guess if it's Army, it's in the 20s. Close yeah. games for yeah. Army against name-brand opponents. This is not something that uh, is atypical for the Black right. Knights. And I wouldn't put BYU in the same category as those two, no. per se. But, yeah, big game for Army. Probably third biggest game on the schedule right now against the two rivals in the Commander-in-Chief thing uh, trophy. So, yeah, that's a, big, that's a big deal for them. I love the game. My only concern is for BYU fans that have wanted to make this trip to West Point to watch a game in Mikey Stadium. They're probably not going to be able to do that. And it'll probably be with a few thousand cadets, maybe, if anybody at all in Mikey right. Stadium watching this game. So, it is 2020, like just, yeah. Yeah, it's it one of the historic college football settings in the country. Uh, we, we see Lavelle Edwards Stadium pop up in these top 10 lists of like, oh, greatest stadium experiences. Mikey Stadium yeah. is always on those top 10 yeah. lists. Yeah, and it's not necessarily the stadium, it's that it's Army. It's, yeah, the tradition, the and obviously, the what they represent and, and, BYU respects the heck out of that. Uh, I think we all do, right? So playing Navy, playing Army, 
It, if Air Force could get on there, uh, that would be fun. Put BYU in the commander-in-chief trophy race. I don't think they can. I think Air Force can only play the other service academies right now, but uh, I'm not exactly sure. Okay, topic two. BYU has four official, five unofficial games perhaps with Army here on the schedule, but is the best team already on the schedule that BYU will play this year? I think it is, Jerem. I wish it weren't, but I think it is, and I think it's Houston right now. I think Houston probably has the best core returning, and their coach, Dana Holgerson, is a really good football coach, and it worries me. I think he's going to do fantastic things with the Houston offense. Um, Fortunately for BYU, this is a game that's scheduled in Provo, so I like the Cougars' chances, but according to the ESPN Football Power Index, BYU is a home underdog to Houston. So uh, based on that and the coach and what Houston brings back, even though, though they lose their quarterback, Derek King, to a transfer, I think Houston is the best team on BYU's schedule right now. I think BYU benefits from playing Navy the first game of the season. COVID has slowed things down at the service academies. So for me, Jeremy, I, I, I don't know that BYU is going to get a better opponent than Houston. It would take the likes of – a Cincinnati or a UCF to come on from the American, I think, to be a better team. And is BYU going to get a Power 5 team now? A lot of people were thinking that September 19th was the date for BYU to have a Power 5 game. Well, now they've got Army on September 19th, so there's not a whole lot of wiggle room for Tom Holmo to work just, with a Power 5. Do Boston College Week 2, stay back east three I would, weeks. I would three love weeks. it. I'd love to be on the road for uh, play three games in two weeks and three be on weeks, the road. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think uh, I think it's not. I think if BYU can get in Cincinnati, that will be the best team on the schedule. That's a preseason top twenty-five team in a lot of places. They've won eleven in a row, uh, eleven the last two years. Uh, I think if BYU scheduled Cincy, that'd be the best team. You th- what do you think the likelihood of that happening is? I think it's pretty good. Uh, AAC Cincy has openings. Let's go. I I, I think there's a shot at it. I don't know. Houston uh, would be interesting that we're expecting a, a big jump from them. I think if they were like an 8-4 and four type team, that'd be quite the turnaround, right? Four-game increase is a huge increase. That'd be nice. I think Houston has a good core as well, but they weren't good last year at all. Um, Navy loses the quarterback. That's a big deal, but Navy might be the best team. And Not just any quarterback, a quarterback that ran for 2,000-plus yards. Right, right. Uh, but Navy's proven that they've – can do a pretty good job, right, um, and figure that out. I would like to get Cincy on the schedule. I think that would be good. They have a lot of Power 5 transfers. That doesn't necessarily mean you win. Uh, like, they had the, a lot of them on the team last year, and they were redshirting, so they hope that they have a massive increase. Houston and Cincy around the same FPI rank, so people expect Houston to get better. I'm hoping that Houston isn't the best team on the schedule. I'm hoping that, uh, yeah, BYU can get – a power five of note. I don't expect Clemson, but someone quality that would provide a game where you go, hey, that's a huge game, right? Because when I look at Houston, I go, oh, that's a good game, but I don't think, oh, that's like a really big game. Sure, yeah, and I, I hope that I'm wrong, but I I don't know how many options Tom where's, Homo has. Where's the ESPN hookup game? Was Isn't it Navy? Well, it sounded like they just talked and figured that out, and it went in 24 hours. Well, maybe, all of a sudden, maybe, it's on Monday it night on Labor Day. We're talking about exposure. Like, that, right. that, that game is going to be wildly exposed. Right. That, that doesn't mean that ESPN set it up. They're broadcasting it, but I, I don't know either way. But where is the, oh, that, that's a major game on the schedule from ESPN. I'm waiting for that game. Yeah, we'll see. Unbelievably. Like power five. Let's go. Unbelievably, we are under three weeks away <clears throat> from BYU and Navy. Which takes us to uh, this. Countdown to Navy. 20 days. Yeah, I didn't know what we were doing on that one. 
20 days until BYU is scheduled to play Navy in Annapolis. 20 days away. Ooh, the hey, we could do that. Maybe. We could do that. Okay. If next we had time, time, I'd say do it again. But well, next we have year. time to do that. I mean, when we have 20 days. We've got a busy show. Year, I guess. Our question, not on a Saturday. Our question of the day. <laughs> what is your reaction to the report BYU will add a game and play at Army on September 19th? Let's go to Voice of the Nation. This is the Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. First response in from Andrew Muffler on Facebook. Love it. The more games, the merrier. Keep them coming, Tom. Maybe we can win the Commander-in-Chief trophy. Yeah, exactly. Are we past the point of caring necessarily who BYU schedules? No. But just that BYU schedules? No, I don't think we are. Well, this, that's why I'm referencing the tweet. He's, he's, keep them coming. The more games, the merrier. Is, are we past the point? We just want quantity as opposed to some quality here? I'm not there yet. Okay, but we're not probably, quite there yet. We're probably close to that point. Yes, we probably got because a week. Because we're 20 days. Ask me on away. Friday, and I'll probably feel differently. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like to see a Power 5 on there. If there's not a Power 5 on there, then uh, it just is what it is. But I'd like to see at least one. Let's go. Coming up, is Taysom Hill the number two guy in New Orleans? Uh, based on what he did yesterday with one pass, Jerem, he might be. Rash assumption. And Sal Interdonato, the man who broke the news on BYU at Army on September 19th, will join us next. When did he find out? And when's Army coming back to Provo? This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. After further review, returns today. Dave McCann, Blaine Fowler, David Nixon. Lots to discuss with the schedule and two weeks to go. Uh, under two weeks between BYU and Navy. Can't wait for that. Make it three weeks. Yeah, I was going to say, wow, please tell me we're not at two weeks. I'm thinking in terms of Satake show. It's two <laughs> weeks from today. Yeah, two and a half weeks-ish. A little more than, yeah, about three weeks. We are live in Studio B with your day-to-day BYU sports play-by-play. I'm Spencer Linton alongside Jerem Jordan. Our first guest covers Army football for the Times-Herald record in New York and was the first to report on the September 19th BYU at Army game. Sal Interdonato now joins us on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Sal, welcome to BYU Sports Nation. Hey, guys. Great to be with you. Sal, when did you first learn that BYU was on the Army schedule, or revised schedule, I should say? Yeah, probably uh, late, yes, uh, probably early evening last night. um, I received some information. I followed up on it with a few sources and, you know, it was a pretty big news because, um, you know, as independence army has been looking to fill their schedule, they lost eight games off their regular schedule. So, um, and one of those games was Oklahoma at home, which a game they've been waiting to play for more than a decade. So getting a team like BYU, you know, with the, the history of BYU, two great traditional programs going at it is a, is a, is a, one of the highlights of army's home schedule now. So. Yeah, absolutely. BYU lost 10 games, and also we can empathize with that going, okay, who's BYU going to play? But this makes total sense. I'm actually surprised these two teams haven't played before in independence at some point, but here we are. I think it's going to be an exciting matchup on September 19th. No doubt, and you look at the placement of the game too, right? BYU is opening up against Navy, and then two weeks later they're playing a similar-style offense uh, uh, in army and they're, and they're going on the road for both of those games, which is, I was kind of shocked when I saw that game where it was, but you know, um, you know, when, when all this happened and the pandemic happened, you look at how are these teams going to fill their schedule? And people were talking about home and homes between all the, all the independent teams. And I'm like, 
yeah, I don't see Army doing a home and home with New Mexico State. I just don't see it happen. See maybe one game, you know, with an independent. And now, you know, I guess now, um, as reported by a local reporter by uh, BYU local reporter, that you know Army will return the favor down the road uh, playing playing at BYU. So. Yeah, let's uh, discuss that because Navy is reportedly going to visit BYU, or I should say confirmed to visit BYU in 2026. Any idea on when that return game could possibly happen for Army to Provo? It's tough. Everything's in flux. And what Army likes to do with its schedules, it it likes to play like one big-name school in its schedule um, per season. So if you you go by that scheduling philosophy and you consider BYU a pretty big-name school, um, it might not be till later um, after 2025 because they have games coming up, you know, at LSU, at Wisconsin, at Tennessee. You know, they're playing Syracuse. And so I, I don't know if they want to add BYU to a schedule with already a power five, you know, a, a pretty, pretty good power five team on their schedule right now. They like to keep the schedule. They like to have control of their schedule as an independent should. So I see it coming down the road, uh, maybe after Navy, probably. Let's talk about Army football a little bit. Obviously, Jeff Munkin has done a tremendous job there since coming from Georgia Southern. Took a couple years, but all of a sudden, two 10-plus win seasons two and three years ago. Last season, a little dip to five and eight. But this is an Army team that is uh, more relevant in college football now. Yeah, no doubt. I think last year was definitely a disappointing season. I mean, they had four games where they lost by a touchdown or less. And they probably might have played their best game at Air Force, a 17-13 game where they're in there to the end. And, you know, Air Force had double-digit wins last year, where it was a pretty solid team, no doubt, a top-25 team, I believe. And they lost at Michigan in, in overtime, you know, and a game that they sh- they probably should have had in the fourth quarter one. So, I mean, this is a team that has experience. There's a lot of players on this team that's experienced a lot of winning. Last year was certainly a disappointment. You hear a guy like Sandy McCoy, fullback captain, saying, you know, they, they, they definitely want to right their wrongs when they get a chance to play this year. And uh, they have a lot of guys returning and enough to, uh, to, to to put up a pretty good season this year. Okay, let's define that. What are the expectations? What what qualifies as a pretty good season for Army? They have to definitely get back on the win. They have to have a winning season, you know. In the past, before that three-year run, they were, they really were didn't experience much winning. You know, in 2010, they went to um, the Armed Forces Bowl and won that. But then Jeff Munkin comes to town and, you know, they get off to a little bit of a slow start. You know, when you go two and 10 one season, turning around to eight and five, you know, 10 wins and 11 wins, there's an expectation there. And, and Jeff Munkin is not going to accept, you know, mediocrity. He just not. I mean, five wins is definitely not what he wants in this program. So I think that, you know, the way their schedule sits out, yes, they do have two FC, uh, FCS teams on the schedule with, you know, Mercer and Abilene Christian, you know, for what they kind of had a shuffle to schedule for, I think that no doubt, I mean, you look at their toughest games are the service Academy games and BYU. So, I mean, if you have 10 or 11 games on the rest of the schedule, you know, they, they should, they should find at least six or seven wins on that schedule. I would think. Yeah. And it'll be hard to know uh, traditionally what, what worked and what didn't, I think playing is a win for everybody, right? There are certain conferences, PAC 12, big 12, yeah. mountain West Mac that aren't even going to play. Uh, but here we are BYU and army independence trying to play. Tell us about the situation on campus there at West Point where it's not a true bubble, but it could, it's perhaps the closest thing to a bubble in terms of a campus in the U.S., in terms of uh, containment and trying to uh, have some sort of bubble situation, right? 
Yeah, no doubt. I mean, there's three gates to get onto post, and those, uh, you know, you, for cadets, they they have they have pr- some. I mean, in the past, non-pandemic, they would have privileges whether they can leave the post or not. So, I mean, it's well, I'm sure these guys they they want to play, and I'm sure they're you know they're they're tucked away and not going out, you know, to bars or any, you know, definitely not 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 doing any stuff like that. So it's, it really is. Um, Jeff Buckin went on um, local TV here and said that they haven't had a positive test since June. Wow. Uh, since the, the came back in june you know when players came back from wherever they were some might have tested positive but since they've been together as a team no positive tests so um you know they're really uh they want to play football and i think the team is focused where they're not going to let any distractions off the field distractions stop them from doing that sal interdonato covers army football for the times herald record in new york he's with us on byu sports nation sal army has seven home games scheduled for the 2020 slate a bunch of BYU fans are inquiring, is there any chance that they could sneak into this game and enjoy such an historic college football setting? Yeah, I mean, from what I'm hearing right now at this moment, and this th- things can change, obviously, almost minute by minute, day by day. Um, right now, I don't think fans are going to be allowed at games from what I've heard. Um, I don't have anybody on the record from West Point uh, coming out and saying that. But I, w- I will say this, that if – um, fans can't be allowed at the games. There will be, uh, it seems like there will be cadets because Army, every home game has the 4,000 cadets in the stands. And so it seems like there's a possibility to have the, some, maybe not 4,000, but some cadets in the stands for the game. So it won't be, you'll be playing totally in an empty stadium. I can't wait to hear the random voices during downs because there's so few people throw the ball. You know, you'll hear these funny comments that you wouldn't have heard before. I want to ask you about the quarantine situation in New York. So right now in New York City, it sounds like uh, you got you got to show up and be there, you know, 14 days or something. What's the situation there? Is BYU going to be able to show up and not have to show up 14 days early to be able to play this game, I assume? Yeah, they're not going to have to show up 14 days early. From what I understand, since Army is considered more of a federal um, base or you could say a military installation, that it's different. There's some some of the um, procedures and protocols are different than uh, what it would be in New York State. In New York State, it's not just New York City. It's the whole state that's quarantined. I live in New Jersey, and there's a 14-day quarantine, quarantine in New Jersey for, like, basically the whole United States, you know, so um, – you know, I think that it's, it's going to be a little bit different. They haven't been specific about it, Army or not, but from what I hear, it's a little bit different federal than state um, laws or procedures or whatever you like to call them. Where is Mikey Stadium? And again, Mikey Stadium is one of the hot spots, but all college football fans want to watch a game there. Where is it in relation to uh, where the cadets stay and go to school? Yeah, I mean, it, it's part of the campus, but it's a little bit away from a campus. It, it's Campus is downhill, they'll call it. And um, if uh, cadets want to – if football players want to walk to uh, the stadium, I mean, it's uphill. It's probably a little, little under two miles probably, about a mile, mile and a half from – maybe a little longer from where they, where their dorms are. Um, so um, it's, it's set off um, toward the uh, – I guess you would call it – if uh, you call it the east east side of the campus, if if you were driving in through the gates, it would be on the east side of the campus. And uh, yeah, there's the basketball arenas kind of next to it, and they have uh, they have a nice they have one of the most they have some of the best facilities you'll ever see in uh, college football. They have an indoor um, field, uh, Foley Center, indoor stadium. They have a uh, three two or three practice fields. 
yeah, it's, it, it's, a, it's a very nice campus. Obviously, Navy is the biggest game of the year, you know, beat Navy, as they say. Uh, Air Force as well on there, it, it would appear. Uh, is BYU going to be the, the biggest next opponent on the schedule, in your opinion? As of right now, I think so. I mean, there's talk of Army playing a uh, Power 5 team. You know, Jeff Munkin went on the Dan Patrick show yesterday and said that they're, they've had a talks with Power 5 schools, but they've been having talks with schools since this pandemic started in March. So have the, those talks. And I, I went on the computer this morning trying to figure out who they might be able to play. Might they be able to play a Boston College on the road? Maybe. But I still think that this BYU game really stands out because it hasn't it's never happened before, you know, and during these situations where they're both independent teams. And, you know, especially with BYU also playing Navy in their season two, you know, maybe you got a little commander in chief's trophy there, you know, (laughs) trophy between, you know, Navy and Air Force and, you know, BYU, you know, trying to get in on some of that, at least playing like a little round robin. I don't know. You guys don't know if they're going to play Air Force yet, right? I mean, Air Force says they want to play games. Right, and I wonder legally if Air Force can, if the Mountain West isn't playing, if they can play a non-academy. If they can, I would think Uh, that'd be fun with BYU because obviously there's a lot of history there from the WAC and Mountain West. Listen, if BYU was in on that Commander-in-Chief Trophy uh, tournament, if you will, that'd be awesome. I think that'd be great. Yeah, I think it's 2020, guys. You know what I mean? I think all the rules are thrown out the window at this time. And, you know, you just uh, it's good. It will be good to see. I want to get to September 5th when BYU is playing Navy and Army's host of Middle Tennessee State. You want to see some college football like like the players are saying, let let them play. And, um, you know, hopefully hopefully we get a, a season out of it. So. Sal, we appreciate the time, and uh, I hope you're caught up on your social media accounts after last night. I'm sure it was crazy. Yeah, it was nuts. I appreciate it, guys. Thanks for having me. You got it. Sal Interdonato on the Deseret First Credit Union Highline. Deseret First, you know why we show how. It's awesome BYU's playing Army. It's a little disappointing in that BYU fans won't be able to go there and enjoy uh, Mikey Stadium, which, yeah, you want to see a game at Army. You want to see a game at Navy. You want to see a game at Air Force, right? And a lot of BYU fans have it, Air Force. Uh, I personally never went to that game. I I would like to at some point. So, um, yeah, we'll we'll see in the future if if fans can go to that. But it's going to be interesting who has fans and who doesn't because it's by status we've talked about. Hopefully BYU can have fans. We don't have that answer quite yet. Yeah, all we know thus far is, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, a number of Big 12 schools are trying to have somewhere between 25 and 30% capacity. Yeah, they'll limit it. Like the Cotton Bowl is going to host a couple of games. With neutral fans, with site fans. games. Yeah, which is great. Text text at 25%, right? The Titans came out this morning and said uh, they're going to have no fans through September. Okay, so no so, fans in Nashville, right. Tennessee through September. And we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. So sorry, sorry, Trevor Maddox, you can't go to any of the games, but you cover, okay. he's, you he's cover covered, the Washington football He's team. covering the Washington football team. Yeah. Yes. Coming up, BYU golf star Alicia May Mateo on her stroke play championship last week. And the best to ever wear number 89 at BYU is still wearing it. Hey, this is BYU Sports Nation. Coordinator's Corner is back beginning August 31st. Join Gregor Bell as he talks with Jeff Grimes, Elijah Tuiaki, and Ed Lamb Monday, August 31st, 1 Eastern on BYU TV. That will be one week before the season opener. Let's go. Are you ready for that? I am. Okay. Let's go. Okay. Just making sure. He is Jerem Jordan. I am Spencer Linton, and this is BYU Sports Nation. I think we should whip it right now. All right. Yesterday, when asked who he would compare his own style of running to, 
BYU running back Tyler Algier said this. I really like Marshawn Lynch. Marshawn Lynch and Adrian Peterson. I really watched watch their film and, and their finesse and all that. Finesse, uh, I thought it was more physicality with yes. Marshawn, my yes. guy. Uh, is this a rash comparison? <laughs> well, it's it's one thing to say I am the next Marshawn Lynch. That would be rash. <laughs> if he's on a go-kart or something. But if Tyler wants Golf to run like beast mode or try and run like beast mode, I am 1 million percent okay with that. So I don't think it's rash to say he wants to pattern or tries to run like him. Now, if he says he's the next Marshawn Lynch, then we get into rash. Now, running through someone's face is kind of the idea. So if Tyler's ready to do that, let's go. <laughs> Taysom Hill. Taysom time in New Orleans. Jeremy continues to compete for the backup quarterback spot in New Orleans with Jameis Winston. Tweet sent by uh, the Saints had Taysom throwing an absolute dime and a really mad defensive back after. Uh, with this one pass in mind, Jerem, is Taysom going to beat out Jameis Winston as the backup quarterback? I don't think he'll be listed as the uh, the backup quarterback. I think he'll be just utility guy, and then he won't actually be the backup ever, I think, on a, on a depth chart. I think he'll just be the third string who they play wherever, and they could bring him in as the second string. They brought in Jameis Winston to do exactly what Teddy Bridgewater did last year. Yeah, be there be, just in case. Just in case, and they'll utilize Taysom however they want. Want. Yeah, he'll be the starter or nothing, which would be unique. TJ Haas had 28 points off the bench in two preseason games for Treffel Sopot in Poland. Will he average double digits this season in Poland? Yes. Yes, he will. In a word. He needs to. He needs to shoot the ball more. That That's was his never thing been an BYU. issue for TJ. Well, Mark Pope asked him to shoot it more. Like, hey, shoot the ball more. He's a really good shooter. So, yes, he'll average double figures playing for uh, Sopol uh, teapot? Truffle Sopot. <laughs> so, yes, the tea, the Teapotters. That's the name of the show. Yeah. Soulful Teapot. Yeah, the Teapotters. Soulful Teapot. Yeah. No, he's he's going to get buckets and pull it. He looked really loose in those highlights. Yeah. Pretty the beard. But let's the go. beard. The it's beard. all the beard. Chris Kringle, dude. He's like handing out presents. He's like a better looking version of Chris Kamen now. <laughs> Everyone's a better looking version than Chris Kamen, let's be honest. Jerem, after his Utah Open when Peter Quest was named the West Coast Conference Alumni Player of the Week. Didn't know that was a thing. Congrats to him. But, Jerem, uh, did you know that this was a thing? Because I didn't. It's a pandemic. There's content to be filled. We of all people can appreciate this. So, no, I didn't know that. But I agree that that can be a thing. Will there be a thing next week? Did they just make this? We need to talk did to Ezra. Did they just make it right now? We need I to talk to our know. West Coast Conference peeps and say, uh, is, this a, is this a new thing? Is this yeah. a pandemic thing? It's probably a pandemic thing. And our final whip item, we take to the streets for our latest life advice from Coaches on Bikes. You ever wake up in the morning feeling like there's something more out there for you? It's because there is. And sometimes you gotta go take what you want. Sometimes you gotta keep grinding. You gotta create your own opportunities. Or as uh, Bon Jovi once said, create your own luck. Woo, hit him deep with it, huh? Okay, it's it's chewy, like cheap jerky. Uh, did you pick Preston Hadley as a Bon Jovi fan? I did not, but now that I think about it, everybody needs a little Bon Jovi. In oh, their yeah, lives, it's, right? your, it's like, your life. He your appeals face. to basically everyone at some point. Like, everyone knows his music. If you've been to a sporting event, you've heard the song you just yeah, referenced. No, he has rock anthems that resonate in sports, absolutely. I didn't I didn't peg uh, Preston as a Bon Jovi guy. John Bon Jovi. Yeah. That was the first real rock star my sisters taught me about in uh, the mid-80s. 
John Bon Jovi. And I yeah. liked it because I thought he had a really funny name. So I always remembered that's, it as like a five-year-old. It's catchy, right? That matters. Yes. That's Jimmer. Yes, James Fredette. No, no, no. Jimmer. John Bon Jovi and Jimmer. <laughs> and Spender. Or maybe that's the show title. Uh, while you think about that, You're let's hard here. bring on the best to wear it. We're counting up to 99, one number or two each show. Today we're doing one. Determining the best athletes to wear each number at BYU. And today, a unique number 89 because the legacy is still being built. Matt Bushman's the best to wear 89. He's one of the best tight ends in BYU history. Uh, there's, that's a fun debate as to where he fits in the list. There's been some great ones, but... Your boy, Matt Bushman, has 125 catches, 1,719 yards, nine touchdowns, and he's the only tight end in BYU history to lead the team in receiving yards in three straight seasons. Now, the last three years, BYU has not been particularly excellent individually in that category, but he has led Brigham, and I believe he will lead again this year. In fact, I'll be surprised if he does not. Uh, he had zero dropped passes as well in 2019. Target him at least 100 times. Target him yeah. 100 times. Well, in eight games or ten? Who, who knows? But however I, many, however many games it is, if it's only no matter six, how many games it is, if it's only six games, target him seventeen times a game. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that was Mitch Matthews against Nevada and Jay Miller against UTEP. A game that, that's how you have nineteen and twenty-two catches. You have to get targeted a ton, dude. The way you lost that game to Nevada. If he doesn't drop any passes. Throw him the rock. Target him 100 yeah. times in the season. 100 times a game. Let's do it. Coming up, top five Tuesday explores the top non-Utah-Utah State rivalries. Who tops the list? And guess what? BYU has another golf champion. BYU is turning into a golf school. Alicia May Mateo will join us next, fresh off her championship. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. BYU football with Kalani Stocky is back Tuesday, September 1st, 8.30 Eastern on the BYU TV app. As the coach, Gregor Bell, gets you ready for BYU at Navy to open the season. That's September 1st on the BYU TV app. BYU Sports Nation rolls on from Studio B. We welcome you all back and do so by welcoming in our next guest. She is an outstanding golfer for the BYU women's golf team. Alicia May Mateo joins us on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline via Zoom. Alicia, welcome to BYU Sports Nation, making your debut today. Thank you. Happy to be here. And all it took was for you to win the Utah Women's Stroke Play Championship. How about that? It was, <laughs> it was simple, right? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> As you uh, come off that victory, uh, and for those that aren't mm-hmm. aware, I mean, you're doing this uh, – all while trying to stay ready for the season that you're not really sure what's going to happen. But so talk to me about yeah. this, about the summer as you prepared for a season, mm-hmm. which we're not really sure how is going to unfold. Yeah. Uh, this summer was definitely unlike any other. Um, usually other summers I'm gone for weeks at a time on the mainland because I live on in Hawaii um, playing tournaments. And this summer was definitely not the same. Uh, I even had one whole month where I couldn't even, no golf courses were open, so couldn't practice at home, um, but was able to get into the North-South Am and the U.S. Women's Amateur. And then, uh, so I went up in the beginning of July, played in North Carolina at the North-South Am, was able to make the cut there, um, and then was able to back to Utah for about two weeks a week, um, perhaps more and, uh, go out and play the am. So that was really fun. Um, but couldn't really play well there. Couldn't make many putts, 
but was able to come back to Utah and play in the stroke play and uh, pull out some good golf. So that was nice, but definitely a summer unlike any other, uh, still practicing just like we're waiting for the championship to happen, you know, so still working hard, um, but definitely a weird summer. Absolutely. But it's always good to win and you won in dramatic fashion. Yeah. So <laughs> you end up uh, tying uh, Tess Blair of Sac State. You end up going to a third playoff hole where you win. Walk us through sort of the nerves and the drama of trying to compete and win in a playoff. Um, well, honestly, I was kind of angry at myself to be in the playoff to begin with. Uh, really shouldn't have put myself in that position, but I knew it would hurt even more if I didn't win. So um, I just, even on that first shot, I was so pumped. Um, I bombed my drive. I don't know how I did it. Um, <laughs> the adrenaline was pumping. It was a par five, uh, hit my drive. I only had 160 in. Um, and then <laughs> uh, I was like, okay, the adrenaline's still going. Might as well hit a seven iron. It won't pass the green. I flew the green um and then nearly chipped in for eagle uh so that kind of got my juices going a little more um and then next hole we both almost make our long birdie putts coming downhill we were above the pin and then um the next hole after that we hit our drives to the same place again and then um she kind of left herself kind of a long putt um I left myself a better putt, still a little long, but when she hit her putt, it was, she still had a little meat on that bone, you know, she still had a putt for par. Um, and uh, I saw my line and I just focused on my speed and I kind of knew that I was going to make it. Uh, so just hit the putt and it went in. So that was nice. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. It's nice to know when you uh, step over a putt that you're going to make it. Uh, I'm still waiting for that. <laughs> yeah, feeling. We're waiting for that. Waiting so, for that. Yeah. Now of interest, you It'll had come. a couple of uh, BYU women's golf teammates. there playing in that tournament with you, Naomi Soifua yeah. and Kirsten Fotu, who also finished mm -hmm. uh, in the top four respectively. Were they there with you watching you in this playoff or how did that all play out? Um, so Omi actually had to leave. She had somewhere to go, but, oh, come um, on. Kiki, <laughs> no, it's totally <laughs> fine. Um, Kirsten, we call her Kiki on the team. Um, she, I actually rode with her to the tournament, so she kind of had no other choice but to follow me. <laughs> so, uh, she Real. was in the cart with me. <laughs> she was in the cart with me. And, um, on that first hole, when I had that chip, I left when I was long on my second shot. Um, she said, all you have to do is chip it in. And then I'm like, yeah, I like doing that. So then almost chipping it in. And she was like, oh, you were so close. But yeah, she was there um, the whole time taking videos for coach since she couldn't be there and kind of giving coach live updates. But it was nice to have her there. Yeah. She's good like, support group. She's like, finally, <laughs> let's go. I'm hungry. You know, <laughs> yeah. um, tell us about what you think the next season will be like, because typically you guys play in September. It is mm -hmm. golf. Um, so, you know, there's a certain level of social distancing that already exists. We've seen uh, the PGA tour come back and whatnot. Have you been mm -hmm. told whether the season is going to be delayed or not? Because the WCC delayed the fall sports, but you guys aren't a fall sport. You cross over into the spring as well. Yeah. Um, so from our last update from coach, uh, she said, we still have 
one tournament on the schedule, which is nice. Um, we originally had four really great tournaments, but unfortunately other conferences uh, chose to delay their um, golf teams also. But yeah, we still have one tournament to look forward to. Um, coach is still looking if we're able to play anymore. Um, but uh, yeah, maybe individual tournaments, hopefully. But we're still looking forward to spring championship season. So that's kind of what we're working towards. We're just ready for anything, you know. Alicia May Mateo, the junior-to-be for BYU Women's Golf out of Honolulu, is with us on BYU Sports Nation. Uh, Alicia, what are your ambitions personally and as a team as you move forward this season? Uh, well, personally, um, just to win more tournaments, you know. Uh, last season, I had the goal um, before my sophomore year. Uh, I told Coach I wanted to win an individual tournament. Um, and that happened in my second tournament of sophomore year. So that was awesome. But I just want to win more, you know, prove to myself that I can keep winning and I'm still competing, you know. And of course, with the team, we want to win some more. We want to make it, we want to win conference. We want to make it to nationals, you know. So we're kind of reaching as far as we can and doing what we can to get there. If I asked you your world amateur golf ranking or wagger, <laughs> would you know what it is? Uh, I think it's like two something right now. Two forty seven. Not very That's good. right. No. Okay. What's 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 the goal in terms of uh, it? Does is that a thing you check or no? Um, how do you gauge success? Um, um. Honestly, for us, we um. We don't. We're not able to compete at that at many high ranking tournaments, so it's kind of hard for me to move up the the Wagger leaderboard, you know, but my highest was once 164 at one point. And, um, so honestly, I don't really look at that. Um, I just try to win every tournament and then wherever I end up, I end up, but, um, Wagger did help me in qualifying for the USAM. So that was <laughs> nice. 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 Um, but yeah, I don't really look at that. Um, it's kind of, Meh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. I don't either. So it's it's cool. It's the wagger <laughs> swagger, right? The wagger swagger. Yeah. You'll get that later. Yeah. Okay, Alicia. Uh, we'll finish with this. Who is your golf idol or hero that you try and pattern your game after? Huh. It's a good question. Besides, Carol. I don't really try to. <laughs> I honestly was gonna say coach, but um, I don't really try to copy anyone's game, you know, or. Uh, just try to play my own game, um, but kind of see what works for other people and maybe see if it works for me also. Um, but, yeah, just try to play my own game, not really looking to copy anyone, you know. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Hey, congratulations again on uh, your victory. You. It's great to have you on BYU Sports Nation. We'll talk to you again soon. Awesome. Thank you so much. You got it. Alicia May Mateo on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, you know why we show how. One of uh, the things I love about uh, doing the show other than hanging out with you is being able to talk to rising stars and great people. Alicia May Mateo. Okay. Typically, first-timers, a little shy, short-winded. Oh, not the case. flowery, open. Like, that was great. That was great. And I look forward to uh, her being one of the next great BYU golfers out of the men and women. And this is this is a, this is a golf school too, man. Exactly. I was just going to say that this is quickly becoming uh, a pipeline for outstanding 
professional golfers. And, and we played in a tournament at uh, Fox Hollow uh, recently with corporate sponsorship team. Great event. And BYU has a facility that is being constructed and that they use there. And it's nice, dude. Times are good. It's nice. Times are good. BYU's buying a mountain, buying Provo High. Got a Fox Hollow. Who says money's an issue here? Come on, baby. <laughs> Coming up, a special Rise and Shutter. And we bring our own Wagger Swagger to the Top 5 Tuesday. Do we? <laughs> no. That was a stretch Why, for why sure. are we showing Della Vadova? Uh, because it's about rivals, Jerem. Oh, it's getting... about rivals on Top 5 Tuesday. This is BYU Sports Nation. I'm getting fired up just looking at that little guy. This segment of BYU Sports Nation, presented by Delta Airlines. Keep climbing. BYU Sports Nation continues with a friendly reminder. The show is available anytime on demand via the BYU TV and BYU radio apps. You can always download the podcast as well. Google BYU Sports Nation podcast, subscribe, rate, and give us that five-star review. Time for Top 5 Tuesday presented by Delta Airlines. Keep climbing. Thanks to COVID, BYU has traded in the Beehive Boot Rivalry Series with Utah and Utah State. And uh, taken on a partial, mostly pretend stake in the Commander-in-Chief Trophy Race. It's not Utah and Utah State, but it's something. Still, with no Utes and Aggies on the schedule in 2020, Top 5 Tuesday centers on the best all-time out-of-state rivalries for BYU. Okay, let's go. Number five, men's volleyball versus UCLA. These two have gone back and forth since the 70s when BYU was a club team. Cougars joined the NCAA ranks in 1990. And then BYU has evened the series after being dominant for a long time. It's 37-34, and these two go back and forth, a lot of chirping at the net. Peak moment, 0-1, when BYU won the natty against UCLA. And as longtime uh, coach Carl McGowan at his funeral, his son and former BYU coach as well, Chris, said his dad taught him that it was okay to hate UCLA. Amen and amen. (laughs) Number four, San Diego State. The Aztecs have been one of BYU's best out-of-state rivalries for more than four decades in football and basketball. BYU holds the head-to-head record lead in both sports, but that doesn't mean games haven't been close. Just saw a highlight from that 1991 52-52 tie featuring Ty Detmer and Marshall Falk, and of course, Jim Fredette dropping 43 points in an unforgettable Marriott Center Magic win against Kawhi Leonard and the Aztecs back in 2011. Football, basketball, the Aztecs and Cougars always seem to bring it. Number three, men's hoops versus Gonzaga. BYU punched the Bulldogs in the face in Denver in the second round of the NCAA tournament with Jim Fredette in 2011. That kind of set the tone. Then BYU, although they have not won a conference championship over the Zags, have four top five wins, including this year's epic home finale against number two Gonzaga. And I shaved my head in 2015 because of this rivalry. I said BYU couldn't win that game, and they did, and I was happily ugly. Number two, this out-of-state rivalry has quickly developed into a gem. BYU and Boise State, few teams have created as much drama in a short period of time. BYU still win this on the blue turf, but that hasn't stopped magical moments from happening in Provo. The iconic game in 2015, Tanner Mangum to Mitch Jurgens, Kai Nakua seals it with a pick six. Unbelievable stuff. One of the loudest moments I've ever heard in Lavelle Edwards Stadium. And then last year's win. It wasn't even hard. BYU played with its third string quarterback. With the greatest ever were 89, Matt Bushman. And the third-string quarterback, Baylor Romney, leading the Cougars to a win over the 16th-ranked Broncos. And the number one non-state of Utah rival for BYU is men's hoops versus St. Mary's. Yes. It's the Della Dagger. It's the Brett. Do we have to watch this? Oh, God. 
No! It's the Brad Waldo throwing his mouthpiece. It's the Eric Mika choke sign. It's Jordan Ford. It's TJ Haas hitting this three oh. to win this year, having a baby that night. I mean, St. Mary's, there's something about it. There's something about it. It's Randy Bennett's suit. <laughs> St. Mary's, man. Zach Selyus is blocked this year. That was an epic win. St. Mary's. So many pivotal, unforgettable hey, hey, moments. Uh, now, get, cut get, out off, get off the show. I don't want to video. Get, get off. No. There, there we go. Okay. Thank you. I don't want to. Once is enough. Good gravy. Yeah, hey, at least we spoiled Della Vadova's uh, jersey retirement night. BYU went in there with Eric Mika. And yeah, we won still that have game. this gnome here. I want to throw it off the roof. Gosh. <laughs> a lot of good things have happened since we got that gnome in the BYU St. Mary's series. Like, BYU's had some success against The last game of this year was a loss whatever. to St. Hey, Mary's. The one off, you know, whatever. I'm so riled up watching that. <laughs> Number one is apt. Brutal. I think that is an apt choice. Brutal. Yes, absolutely it is. <laughs> the feelings are raw. And they always will be. Our question of the day, what is your reaction to our top five? <laughs> no, what is your reaction to the report that BYU will add a game at Army on September 19th? More football. Kevin Riedler on Facebook says, this is perhaps the best way to play the academies, back-to-back. That way you can prepare for several weeks against the wishbone offenses, then return to preparing for more traditional attacks. Yeah, I don't know if it's exactly wishbone, but is it, yeah, a triple option, right? Similar. That is unique. Yeah, Different, absolutely. but similar, yeah. yeah. Our Elite Voice of the Day presented by Sundance Mountain Resort from at checks underscore over underscore stripes 59 on Instagram. I'm hyped, stoked, cue, jump around by House of Pain because that is what I am doing. Finally get to play Army, and of course it is awesome to see another game on the schedule. Go Cougs. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, we look forward to what we think will be a few more, maybe this week, maybe next week, right? Only a couple weeks before the season begins, but expect more games coming up for BYU. Uh, today's Rise and Shout out a combined effort to BYUSN and BYU Cougars fan Terry Jackson, who was told recently he has one to six months to live with a liver infection. Terry, we're thinking about you, and thanks for your fandom. Love you, man. And uh, stretch wide to you. Uh, for Jerem, I am Spencer. Uh, our thanks to today's guests, Alicia May Mateo and Sal Interdonato, who joined us from New York. We'll see you on BYU Sports Nation tomorrow. And a shout-out, a special shout-out to Glenn Kozlowski. You love him. You have extra love for him, Jeremy. I do. AFR tonight, baby, 7 Eastern.